I'm so sorry for everything that's happened. Because in spite of what Mike says, it's my fault. Because it was my project and I insisted. I insisted on everything. I insisted that we weren't lost. I insisted that we keep going. I insisted that we walk south. Everything had to be my way. And this is where we've ended up. And it's all because of me. And now we're here, hungry, cold, and hunted. I love you, Mom and Dad. I'm so sorry. What is that? I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. We're going to die out here. So, <laughs> it, I don't know it. Oh, wow. Yeah, me neither. My first thought is Blair Witch Project. And that's right out of the ballpark. It's Justin. And I'm Joey. It's October once again, which means this we've reached our fifth annual Average Joe's uh, Movie Club <laughs> Halloween Movie Fest. Yeah, that's it. Uh, instead of going through a crazy list of horror watches this year, we are going to be sticking with our normal format of watching two features. And um, one includes the iconic debut of Ghostface from West Crook. Wes Craven's Scream from 1996. Plus, sometimes shitty people just have to get what's coming to them. And we're going to talk all about that and VHS from 2012. And just a heads up, we do discuss our full thoughts on films. So if you haven't seen a movie, just skip forward to avoid any spoilers. And if you want to be a part of the movie club cast, make sure to hit subscribe, that bell notification, so you can hear when we are new and in charge and talk about movies all right so welcome ronan a uh, longtime friend of the show um you've uh we've been chatting with you for, maybe is it almost a year now uh, you've been on um i've always wanted to watch that and um general movie talk so uh, welcome so much and uh, happy birthday to you and uh we're uh talking about movies how you doing uh doing well thank you for uh, having me and yeah my birthday is on the 27th so about next next week i would say uh -huh. and uh yeah i would say it's uh, me being here on the actual main show is kind of a full circle since uh, 
You guys read my email, my email that I sent to you last year. Yeah, that was Just the like, one where um, we were looking at his animation list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like now three appearances later, and uh, I'm on the main show. So it's kind of come back full circle, which is which is nice. Yep, you're halfway across the globe, so you're uh, you're bending backwards to make it happen. But we uh, appreciate it. So, yeah, totally. Three in the morning, just for you guys, but <laughs> it's going to be a long, long talk, and hopefully this goes well. Cool, cool. All right, fine. Joey. Anything going on in, uh, going on with you this evening? I can't. Not really. Um, it's only been a couple <laughs> weeks. I'm still, uh, still really just kind of working. Uh, I went to a wedding last night um, between a couple friends of mine. Um, and I ate a fuck ton of sushi, um, which I was not intending on doing, but uh, just worked itself out that way. So it was, it was like a really it was like a buffet. Oh, they had a sushi bar. Okay. Um. So I mean, kind of, kind of like a buffet. Um, for the sushi, and then they had you know regular food as well. You know, chicken and pork chops and mac and cheese and baked potatoes, um, which was also all really good. But yeah, um, I recently only, like, really only started eating sushi like a year ago. So, and I still kind of stick to the more tame stuff, which most of this I think was pretty tame. I didn't even really know what any of it was. I just was like, yeah, that looks good. And just kind of went with it, but it was, it was really good. Wedding was good. Um, the dude actually who did the, um, he's not a preacher or a priest, but he, he's the one who married him. Um, the officiant or whatever it's called, um, got, uh, licensed or whatever in a religion called dudism and it's all about the dude <laughs> okay. um, so that was kind of cool Big Lebowski. Um, yeah that was he said he's also got like the robe and like the coffee cup or whatever and so far no one's wanted him to do that I'm like bro if and when I ever get married 100% we're, we're, we're doing that <laughs> I don't care that'll be the one thing I request that white, white Russians all around <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah, and you know they had the Great Dane there, um, who was the ring bearer. So we had the horse, like basically a horse running around. Um, it was <laughs> it was a good time. Um, uh, yeah, Clemson didn't play. So yeah, no. Um, Dallas is playing, I think now, but you know, whatever. Jags won, so Clemson South won. I'm good with that. Um, Same. I know San you're Diego, probably. Right? Yeah. Well. Dallas. I think tonight. they're L.A. It's Dallas. And oh the, yeah, LA former, Chargers. formerly of San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, formerly of San Diego. <laughs> um, but I know you got to be feeling the crunch. The Vikes this year, their luck has went the other way in one-score games, and now Justin's out for like four weeks. So not yeah, looking it's, good. It's been oh oh Justin Jefferson, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been tough with the football this year. It's definitely had to retreat to that on a Saturday evening after the. My Gamecocks had a epic meltdown, but um, last couple hours I've just been kind of zonked because I got a stomach bug. So fighting through that now, but feeling better now. I'm talking some movies and so forth. How's life with you, Ronan? Feel, feel better, man. Um, and I'm doing fine. It's uh, not. I guess. Uh, not the best for me where I live currently, but trying uh, living through it. Otherwise, just uh, watching scary stuff. Not of the best quality. It does vary. 
Sorry about that. But at least uh, <laughs> that'd be like a game show or something. That was Monday Night Football. Well, that's my new like Fox Sports yeah, app, and it's like ridiculously loud. Reminder. Uh, put your phone on. on mute, Justin. Jeez. Yeah, I didn't silence the cell phone. Uh, but yeah, still got a few Halloween picks to go. Hopefully, have the more quality ones. Uh, before we start, mm -hmm. your favorite and least favorite watches for this Halloween season so far? Oh, I'm going to talk about both of them. So, oh, um, okay. I'm going to talk about both of them. So, um, yeah, <laughs> boy. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I can talk some that. Let's see here. How many have I seen? I've pumped out a few extra in the last day or so. So getting caught back up. It took me a hot minute to get in the groove. So I've seen we kicked things up on the 11th with it's Goosebumps, the Pope's Exorcist, Goosebumps 2, It Follows, Teen Wolf, Jason Takes Manhattan, and The Gate. Um... The highlight of those would probably be watching It Follows again. And then um, I kind of thought The Pope's Exorcist was a little uh, kind of over the top for my taste. I don't know. It just wasn't wasn't feeling that one. So that was kind of a dud. But yeah. let's uh, talk more about uh, what we've been watching lately with the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. So, Runner, are you familiar with this uh, segment? We... Um, Come up I with can category. imagine by the name. Okay. Yeah, we just... uh, And, uh, see, both me and you doing traditional uh, Good, Bad, Ugly tonight, Joey? Yes, we are. Nice. All right. Um, okay, so, uh, Joey, why don't you go first, and then, Rowan, you can feel the, the, the feel of this little game here. So, um, why don't you start with your ugly, Joey? With my ugly. Okay. <clears throat> so, this would be the least favorite of the movies I've watched so far uh, for this Halloween season. And I don't foresee it getting beaten. <laughs> it's called Sharks of the Corn. Oh, uh, fails. Never fails. Yeah. All right. So one of my friends, she came over and we always, she loves horror movies anyway. And so she, I, she, myself and my roommate were watching, we watched Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey because it hit Peacock. And that was already pretty bad. And we were looking through my list and we were going to pick something else. And then we came across Sharks of the Corn and it sounded too terrible to pass up. And it was, in fact, too terrible. Um, it's in, like, Kentucky. So that's that's great. We have sharks in Kentucky. Um, and the, I think the best part of this movie, of uh, there's a spot where a shark takes down a helicopter which if you go on Letterboxd and look at the, the banner the banner behind it is the shark jumping into the sky at the helicopter. That's kind of cool. But outside of that, um, there's this guy, and he's like, hey, I ordered these shark repellent bracelets from amazing.com, and I used their pronto shipping to get it in four hours. And it was delivered to him in the middle of a random cornfield where the sharks were. Um, and then... <laughs> Yeah, it's terrible. It's really bad. I mean, obviously, it's a low-budget movie. It was meant to be bad, but it was. It didn't have any redeeming qualities. Stay far, far away. I was going to say, so many shark movies are of just bad quality, and it's... 
Yeah, ever ever since Sharknado, and I've I've watched some of them on um. Uh, Schlock Talk. I did Santa Jaws and I did uh, Trailer Park Shark. Those at least had some redeeming qualities. This this was up there with um, Jurassic Shark in terms of terrible shark movies. Not like that and the Winnie the Pooh thing, which uh, like what a what a combo, really. Oh yeah, that was not a good movie day at at all. At yeah. all. I mean, we laughed a bunch, but it, um, it was not a good movie day for for sure. All right, Ronan, what would be your ugly movie? Uh, I th- because I made a list of what I watch this year, technically I have out of three choices, and two of them are from the same franchise, but okay. I think I'll just go with the one that bore me the most and technically it's between two earlier one is uh from 2014 Ouija okay most generic uh ghost movie I've seen in a very long while just absolutely nothing new like the best thing about it is the movie that it spawned which is Ouija Origin of Evil. I've seen that one. Which was, uh, which was directed by Mike Flanagan, prequel to this. Okay. Don't bother with it. It's a, it's a complete bore fest. Like, so standard. It's completely boring. The other one is Halloween 5. Oh, yeah. Once you... Go down into the Halloweens outside of Halloween. All the the three movies called Halloween, they get a little dicey. Um, just so many weird choices, and completely feels unnecessary to the rest of the franchise since it doesn't really bother to go after the the ending of four. And just so many weird choices, annoying characters. Honestly, maybe the my least liked of the bunch. And I watched Resurrection, and yes, that is bad too. But I guess I was slightly more entertained by the so bad it's good of it. And like, even the general idea isn't awful. It's just that the relation to Halloween just just doesn't work. Yeah. No. All right. All right. All right. I can. All right, Justin. I guess we'll just keep it. We'll just keep it going. Uh, what's your ugly? Okay. And I picked this because of the god awful uh, CGI in this movie, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The movie won me over by the end, but oh my gosh, this this whole like twenty minute intro just looks like a PlayStation game, and it's just yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's just so unnatural seeing Indy running down these trains, hopping as if if these completely weightless uh, after, you know, we still see all these amazing chases and like Raiders and stuff. And now he's just a CGI entity and it's, it kind of bugs me. I mean, to be fair, it's not like Harrison Ford can do that. I mean, I guess you have a stunt double, but everything like that now has to be Tomb Raider or has to be Uncharted. So has to be 
So yeah, um, those, uh, those de-aging effects really were very, very distracting. But I did enjoy it in the end. Just very distracting at the start. Yeah, Mickelson was great. Uh, Batty and Sincerity jumped the sharp shark with the interdimensional beans last time. The whole uh, spoiler t- uh, time travel. Uh, you know, I, I, I could swallow that this time <laughs> with based on where it's been. Um, kind of overly long and they really punched up the dialogue, you know, with having uh, his goddaughter involved. Um, but I thought it was it was a good time overall. Just elements of it bugged me. wasn't Wasn't my indie. Also, it's like seventy five hours long. Yeah, it's like two and a half. It's hours. like three and a half hours, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's not that long. Two and a half, three, something like that. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, it, 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 it does feel a bit long, though. It's like. I just feel like I remember looking at it and was like, no, that is way too long. (laughs) Even for Indiana Jones. I was, it was very odd, like stepping into it so hesitantly since I had heard bash for months and months, but, um, yeah, I can't, I get what people were, were distracted by, but I'm, I'm not usually of that opinion. It depends. Good movie. You, Joey. Good movie. All right, and this outside of um, Scream, because Scream is my favorite horror movie, outside of it, this was this was the best movie I've watched so far, and that was Pearl, um, which was the sequel to X. Um, oh, it's like an actual sequel. Pre- it's a prequel, I guess, is a more apt. It's the second movie in the franchise, but it is it is a prequel, um, where it tells the story of the killer from the first movie, um, and. I'm sure I don't, I don't know if you read my review or not, Justin, but it's um, it's one of the prettiest horror movies I've ever seen. I, um, so, I mean, I guess the argument like I said, it's the best movie, horror movie to use color. I, uh, Carl was like, well, you know, you've already seen Suspiria. And while Argento is, you know, great at using color and especially in Superior, Suspiria, that movie is like dark and gloomy. And most horror movies are dark and like grungy. But like this movie is very bright, vibrant colors. There's, um, and, and they wanted to make it look kind of like it's in Technicolor because it's from like the movie set in like 1918. Um, <clears throat> I do think maybe they might, uh, they definitely went a little heavy-handed on the make sure you wear your mask because, you know, it's the Spanish flu, Spanish influenza. And, you know, a little heavy-handed on, you know, wear your mask and this, that, and the other. But whatever, it was fine. It made it made sense. Um, but it, it was it was well done. And, you know, and I'm a person who likes horror movies that could really happen. And it was a person having a mental break. There was no ghosts. There was no supernatural beings. It was just a girl having a fucking breakdown and it just starts murdering people so and yeah mia goth is excellent the 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 ending the crying over the credits oh that was so disturbing it's so disturbing excellent in that movie even better than uh, x uh, in my opinion yeah i thought it was better than x although you know x X had the gratuitous nudity that you want in like a good slasher movie that uh that that uh Pearl did not. But uh so I'm looking forward to Maxine and I would really hope that they make a movie that's in between Pearl and X where they show 
her and her husband like getting to X, that would be, I think, really cool. But we'll see. I hadn't seen any of this. I'm, I need to put it up in my um, watch list. Oh, it's, it's uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's A24. I know how you feel about A24 horror. <laughs> well, you know. Artsy. I mean, A24 is almost Criterion. It's not quite Criterion for you, but it's, it's up there. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I was thinking about watching It Comes at Night in Chicago. It was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was nuts. All right. What's your good movie, Ryan? Uh, let's go with the highest one uh, for me. Okay. Uh, not how uh, Halloween related, obviously scary. Although I do have some couple of uh, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions will go with uh, the original Ring, the, the Japanese one. Oh, Ringu. Okay. Yes. Uh, yep. I'm gonna watch that this month, so that's pretty awesome. It's solid, but I think I prefer the remake. Uh, the Orphanage from 2007. It's a Spanish movie. Okay, I feel like I've heard of that, but I've never seen it. Uh, I, I won't say a word about it, but it's got uh, Star of Echoes with Kevin Bacon. I'm a fan. Underrated movie. Underrated uh, movie for sure. Uh, Funny Games, the the German one, the original. And but I, But I would say the one that I liked the most... And I still have some other ones to go on for this month, like Exorcist 3, for example. But I would say my favorite one so far this month is Reanimator from 85. Okay, yeah, I'm, I've never seen it, but I am, I'm familiar with it. It's like a uh, Frankenstein, Frankenstein kind of satire, funny. Yeah, yeah it's uh, very gory. The, the practical effects are fantastic not that movie do love some good practical effects though <laughs> all right my good is what i kicked off the season with goosebumps um i used to be really hard on this movie um just because i guess i'd seen it so many times but you know kind of watching it back and just kind of enjoying my kids nostalgia of it it's it definitely um it lays out all the characters really nicely in terms of like featuring like the shocker on shock street, um, mantis and slappy and, you know, all invading the town, you know, a little cheesy and a little corny dialogue, but it's a kid's movie. And compared to the sequel, it's, it's, it's really, really satisfying. So, um, goosebumps is, uh, definitely climbed up. I think I moved it at, at one point, I think I rated it like a two and I think it's gone up to like a three and a half. It's, it's cheesy, but in a in good way. That's a that's a pretty significant jump. So, yeah, especially seeing as you don't rate movies at two, you like typically speaking, like, and if, we've talked about this ad nauseum. But like, you'll drag a movie in your eight page review and then be like, four stars, three stars. I'm like, three stars is better than average, and you like destroyed this movie. But so that's just a pretty significant jump. Good observation. <laughs> I mean, it's all a it's all a ratings game in a way. Yeah, yeah. All right, I guess that leaves us with bad. Ronan, you want to? Oh us? boy, this I'm not even gonna front. This came really, 
really fucking close to being the ugly and being worse than Sharks of the Corn. <laughs> and that is Slotherhouse, um, which came <sighs> out this year. And just, just hit Hulu. Never in my life am I more glad that I waited because I was going to rent it and it was going to be $6. And I'm so glad I waited for it to be on Hulu. Holy shit. Um, so the, the sloth is really, really fucking bad looking. Like it's a puppet. It looks terrible. Um, What's this called? Silence of the sloths. What? No, slother house, like slaughterhouse, okay. but slother house. And it takes place inside of a um, sorority house and not like the sorority houses that uh, we were visiting when we were in college no this was like a fucking mansion um like um the the main character was Jenna Ortega from wish.com um like that's what it was was like we want Jenna Ortega we can't afford Jenna Ortega so they went and got someone who looked like her. Um, the sloth ends up. Let's let's look at list of the things that the sloth does. Um, it teleports. It drives a Mustang. It uses and has an Instagram account. Um, sure. I mean, it is kind of I guess supposed to be talking about how you're becoming addicted to like how much people like your social media is bad. But it even did a bad job at that. Every, every everything was bad. Ever, just just don't don't watch it don't waste your hour and a half on hulu to watch it and for the love of god please don't run it off of amazon or buy a physical copy holy shit uh, uh, you really do like to not like to watch bad stuff but you do watch quite a bit of them yeah, sometimes. Slock um, it up. To be fair, my roommate and I both thought that Slotherhouse was going to be like Lamageddon or Zombievers, where it was going to be bad, but it was going to have some charm to it and, and be funny or something. And then and and then it wasn't. Um, but I think I've got the rest of my, my horror fair for this year is going to be good. Like, I still have Juwan... And then the actual grudge, and then Ringu and the Ring, and Japanese Pulse. So, not the English Pulse. I will not watch that again. I love you, K Bell, but never, never again will I watch that. Um, so I've got, I've got some good stuff still coming. I just watched uh, five Saw movies and a bunch of bad stuff so far. <laughs> All right, what's your bad, Ronan? Uh, before I, I say my bad, can I give at least one um, underrated mention sure. for the good? There's all, uh, always new categories here. A very recent one on Prime Video called Totally Killer. Okay. You guys heard of this? I think I've, it's like a yellow poster, right? Yeah. Basically, uh, this girl essentially... Goes back in time to the 80s to stop uh, yeah. uh, a killer from yes. killing a bunch of people. It's like a comedy because it, it kind of acknowledges how the how different the times are from now to late 80s. Quite fun. 
uh, like I've seen from a lot of the reviews and stuff that the basic pitch is like Back to the Future meets uh, a, meets an '80s slasher. Oh yeah, okay. no, that's that's on my radar to watch because it has Kiernan Shipka, um, yeah. who's the new Sabrina, um, and it looks if pretty funny. Show, if only that show ended uh, in a better way. I have like yeah. the last part of that to watch, and I just haven't watched it yet, and I need to. But <laughs> the the ending is such a such a disappointment. Like mm. if they continued it one a bit more, if they didn't get canceled, it would have ended properly. But as is, it's just not very satisfying. Unfortunately. Unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. As for my bad, I would I would say the only one that I rated a two. Um, because we already went over the ugly. The only one I, I rated two out of five is, it's not good, but I guess I was still entertained by it, even if it's by its stupidity. Which is, I still know what you did last summer. Yes, the sequel. Oh well, at least it was the sequel and not the the third, the straight to DVD one. Uh, I'll always uh, know what you did last summer. These <laughs> <sighs> movies are so. Didn't we do that? Didn't we do that on the cast, Joey? No, I don't think we did. I know what you did last summer. Oh, I think I think I talked about it in Good, Bad, and Ugly uh, or something like Pro- that. But... Probably because we've done we did a Halloween and we've done like Christine and the Fog. The Fog was the Fog a Halloween episode, or we just did? Yeah, it was an just episode. something we did. So. And, we, and we've done uh, Prom Night on when we did that eighty yeah, episode on accident. It was great except for you know are uh, you a fan of the last summer's uh saga i mean i like the first one it's not it's nothing great but i like the first one fine second one though i mean it's stupid but i guess i was entertained by it. the the reveal of uh the killer it, it's so unbelievably stupid it's just it's it's to the point that it's just funny. Is is that the one where the reveal is that it's the it's the person's name is something Wilson, the Wilson? Okay, spoiler alert. Like, okay, name of the first kill of the killer in the first one was Ben something, right? That sounds right. Yes, and then it's yeah, okay. Ben Wilson so, is the. Yeah, so they introduced this character in the second one called Will Benson. And then in the end, they reveal ben, Will Benson, the name Benson, Ben's ben son. son. It's like, <clears throat> seriously? <laughs> like it's, yeah, I, wait, your so your mom's good. name's Martha too. It's oh, so Martha. Stupid, it's so stupid, but at least it's a, I was entertained by its stupidity and oh, it has an uncredited Jack Black performance. And, okay, uh, I don't remember anything from that movie really, other than that, because I haven't seen it. It came out in what, like ninety nine or something, or two thousand. I probably haven't seen it since then, and that's the only thing I remember was the the name reveal at the end. The only thing. I, I mean, I was entertained, but it's not good. All right, so my bad movie. I was expecting to watch some kind of like monster kind of halloween you know just a few laughs nothing too serious but no i clicked on teen wolf and and i'm not really sure why this movie exists because 
It doesn't really do much of anything for me. Um, Teen Wolf with with Michael J. Fox? Uh, yeah. Marty McFly as a werewolf. Okay. So, yeah. I, I mean, have you seen this, this show basketball. before? Yeah. It all of a sudden turns into a sports movie at the end for no reason because he had some kind of inferiority complex that was established two seconds before the movie ends. But fascinating. It's it's been a long time since I've seen it. I only really remember him turning into the wolf and then playing playing basketball. Like I wanted like there's like two moments where like his eyes turn like red and it's like, Oh, get the hell away from me, I'm a werewolf. But otherwise it's just him in sunglasses, like dancing on like buses and stuff, and it's like what's the purpose of this? It's not even that funny. It it's definitely a teen movie, but he's a monster and I guess it was just kind of a star vehicle. Well, I wasn't into it. I don't recommend Teen Wolf. That's the thing. That's one of those movies that, like, because in, in the eighties, it was like hella popular. But I think it's probably just hasn't aged very well. Probably. Yep. I mean, it was at his uh, at the peak of his popularity with uh, the show that he was on and uh, Back to the Future. Yep. And we'll forever be Marty. Yeah. Okay. Well, good let's... documentary about him. Uh, sorry for interrupting. There was a That's good fine. documentary uh, about him released uh, this year. If you oh, okay. Okay. Let's. It's on uh, Apple uh, TV Plus. All right. Oh. So to, to to my friend Johnny, I go. <laughs> All right. So our featured movie one is VHS from 2012. Um, it's an American found footage horror anthology film and is the first installment of VHS franchise created by Brad Miska. It features a series of found footage shorts directed, written and directed by um, you know some pretty notable names nowadays in the, in the horror space, horror directing space. Uh, Adam Wingard, um, David uh, Bruckner, Ty West, Glenn uh, McQuaid, Joe Swanberg, and the filming collective Radio Silence. So um, got some fun facts to go with VHS. Now, Ronan uh, keyed me into the fact that this is actually the first part of this whole like, because I remember when like on Netflix was going on, it was like VHS 1999, like 93. It's just like these random years or whatever. And so it's all part of this, the same thing that started, I guess, back in 2012. Yeah, five, uh, five sequels. This got five sequels. Uh... I think the third one is considered the worst, and they waited a few years and then revived it on uh, Shutter, and it's still going, uh, still going now. Uh, okay. Scott Derrickson directed a segment for the latest one. The word uh, fuck is oh, oh, oh. Sinister, what are you known from? Sinister, uh, oh, okay. Doctor Strange, The Black Phone. Okay. I would say okay, yeah. Notable director so far. So I guess this this movie was trying to compete with Big Lebowski, and it said uh, "fuck" two hundred and forty times, or maybe "uncut gems." I'm not really sure if I, I caught all those. And I actually watched the subtitles with this because, yeah, that was that was kind of helpful to kind of follow out follow what was going on at points. Um, the brick house the three guys go into with the VHS tapes is the same house from Marble Hornets, a found footage web series on YouTube that popularized Slenderman. Huh. Okay. Um, um. So they, 
just went through the streamlined story and just let the filmmakers go do their own thing, which was kind of reverse of what this and this is taken from one of the uh, filmmakers about the experience of making this. Um, you're supposed to uh, let's see, which was the kind of reverse of what you're supposed to do a movie like this. You're supposed to do that last. It became a fill in the hole type project where you can, we put that here, this here, you know, and then amp it up. So like a living project, a living, a living film, as you will. <laughs> I guess these guys were pretty haughty about this. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. Okay. So, um, initial Not impressions. Um, not as good as I, I guess I wanted it to be. Um, I would say the most interesting thing about it is seeing all of the future projects made by these people. Because honestly, most of these future projects were much better than than the segments here. Yeah, I'm gonna be real. We um, if they had not got to the brick house where they found the movies and started the the movies soon. Um, we'd have been doing this, uh, y'all too, with me sitting here watching or listening because I was about nauseous with the amount of cuts in the first 10 minutes of this movie. Like, yeah. holy shit. I don't know if y'all know who Kevin Dunn is. He's the guy who does like the, the video editing on live WWE products and he loves to jump cut a lot and this put him to shame. And it was, um... It was it was terrible at the beginning. I'm very glad once we got into the actual, like them watching the different movies inside of the house. But the the first ten minutes or so was atrocious and almost unwatchable. Yeah, I concur. It's probably uh, it one of the worst ways I've ever seen an, a movie like this edited together with just this constantly different yeah. styles. And what do you want to get out there, Ryan? Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. The the framing device. I was uh, not a fan. And, and it was directed by Adam Wingard, who, um, is it okay if I mention some of the stuff they did in the future just to show how they progressed, really? That's fine. Yeah, go for uh, it. I did uh, Your Next, which I didn't watch. Uh, the Guest, very underrated thriller, but with uh, Dan Stevens. Yep. Blair Witch from 2016. Uh, Death Note, the Netflix movie. And Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, Godzilla vs. Kong. That's that's a good one. Yeah. So yeah, the, this framing device, I just I just thought was unnecessary in a way. Like it, it didn't provide much. It did have like one good scare at the end, but that's it. So it's called Tape Fifty Six. Uh, this is their framing narrative as the prologue. Um, yeah, this was pretty disturbing. Like a bunch of just creeps going out and like assaulting women and breaking uh like windows and stuff I've, are you guys familiar with august underground like i i think this is kind of in the same vein as that kind of stuff i i can't say that i am by name but i mean that doesn't surprise me that it would be similar to something something else or whatever and then it's like inner intercut with this like shot of like this guy on a on a mattress with the girl that she doesn't realize they're being filmed. So that, that was pretty bizarre and kind of also felt unnecessary. Um, like it felt very out of place. Like it barely, it barely contributed anything. It's just, it was just more people being creeps. Yep. Being unsettling. Yeah. 
eventually they go to this grimy house and they start looking for this VHS tape uh, down in the basement. There's like this whole huge pile of them. And then upstairs is like this guy that appears to be dead on this easy chair. And there's another mountain of VHS tapes and all these monitors or whatever. And so, yeah, this is kind of the where most of um, this is their hub for our uh, VHS watching, I guess, as uh, he puts in a couple different tapes to see uh, all the debauchery that's collected on each one. Yeah, and we, and I get I, the thing that kind of gets me, and maybe I missed it. I, I know that they were like, we have to go. You know, this dude's gonna pay us to go to this house and get a tape, but there's like nine million tapes in there. So like, which tape? Um, the other thing that I thought was, you know, this is like 2012 um, that the movie came out, and I don't know exactly when uh, tape 56 is taking place, but they have tube televisions but they're talking about uploading shit to YouTube. So it's this like weird kind of like cross of where, you know, you're ending, you know, like nineties and two thousands, like analog and creeping into digital. And then you go to amateur night and the dude's got a fucking uh, camera in his glasses. Like he's bond or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also uh, would say that the more we progress, the more, the more I think whoever migrated all of this footage to VHS tapes must be a technology wizard because some of this absolutely absolutely doesn't make sense to migrate it to VHS tapes. I mean, who used VHS tapes by then? Yeah, it was Not definitely dying down. VHS was, was definitely yeah. dead. So and there was even a point to... where I was like porting over like my family video collection from VHS to DVD and like the first one like froze up and the device never worked again. So I've always found like hard drives for storage mostly. But um, yeah, back in the day we had VHS um, recorder. So we had quite the family uh, video collection with that thing. Uh, you guys want to do this uh, segment by segment? Sure. Because the narrative device doesn't really connect anything that much anyway. Yeah, not really. All right, so we're into amateur night, and our main guy, I think his name's Clint. He's wearing some glasses. Mm. Hidden camera glasses. Yeah, they go out to the club. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say they go out to the club. They go clubbing, trying to get crunk and pick up chicks. Yep. And... Well, they find this uh, weird woman, mm-hmm. and they later go to a hotel to get I'll, to business. I like and... you. I like you. Yeah, they I do like some you. cocaine in the car. <laughs> These are adults. We're adults. We're responsible We're for grown them. grown adults. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. And, well, some stuff happens. Uh, interesting things about this one. This one directed by D- David Bruckner, who later made The Ritual, which was a very good uh, Netflix movie, and The Night House, and last year's Hellraiser reboot, which was uh, very good. Uh, and apparently this spawned a feature film on it, spinoff on its own. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, 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 the actress who played uh, the main girl came back for that movie, so... Yeah, there's a spinoff based on the segment. Okay. But yeah, as you would expect, it's uh, basically this D-bag, and he's trying to hook up with a girl, and she passes out, and he's like, oh, what am I going to do now? And so then he starts messing with kind of the, the weird one, 
who she's mourned Clint, but you know, she's kind of still accepting this guy, like starting to fondle her or whatever. And then what we notice, like she has a black tongue. I think she has like scales or whatever. So things get pretty like, yeah, her legs like looked, I, at first I thought like it, it looked like track marks or something, but I was like, but way down in the bottom of her legs really didn't make sense. Um, but yeah, definitely the black tongue. I was like, something, something's going on here, um, which we clearly find out. It's so bizarre uh-huh. to see him or Clint, and then the guy that's like just naked, because I guess he was just gonna jump around or jump and in, jump into the action, but he's he's acting like a big tool. And what he goes over there, and she like bites a big chunk out of his hand. So then on top of just being randomly naked, he's he's freaking out about that. So I think he kind of grew on me. I, I hated him at first, and he it kind of got amusing as it went along as he started to suffer. I don't know. I didn't like. I didn't like really anyone in this. Like, yeah. Also, um, uh, I would say it was creep. Like, main girl was creepy, so that was the highlight, the ending of it. But the way it was uh, shot, the, the the glasses, obnoxious way to to watch it. Like the 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 audio was way way too low the image quality was awful like way too jumping way too much jumping and blurry it's just an awful way to watch this like it was really obnoxious there was a part where like the shot was like flooded with white i thought that was kind of off-putting but then there's another moment where like they turn their head and they can see like these two bloody bodies on the floor so i thought it was kind of neat how they they captured that that was kind of creepy but yeah overall yeah it was very uh all these like these found footage um, kind of movies with all the shaky cam and so forth. So, yeah, they got excuses for it to be filmed, but it's not always not always good ones. And then I guess according to uh, the wiki, she's a succubus. Um, man, Clinton needed to yeah, make cause... it down the stairs and not break his doggone wrist. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because um, I was like, oh, she's a vampire, <laughs> and Carl, my roommate, was like, nah, bro, that's a that's a succubus, and I was like. Yeah, nah, you're right. Because she was eating them, not sucking their blood. And then I guess she took offense. You know, Clint Clint fell down the steps and, you know, his wrist is broken. And he's watched his buddies get ripped apart, including one of them with, um, as you eloquently put it in the notes here, his junk being t- torn off um, and, and thrown. That uh, I guess she uh, it definitely looks like she tried to fillet him. And he obviously, you know, with the bone sticking out of his wrist... Um, was uh not 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 having it and she she did not like that very much and then he gets carried off by her at the end and you see her you see her flying and it pretty much ends there yeah i like i like the effect of her uh how her face was like pulling apart kind of pretty cool demon look that was cool probably also didn't help with the you know trying to fillet him thing um that her you know her face was starting to look non-humanoid yeah <laughs> such as it is such, all such right as it is. <laughs> but all right. Acted, they all they all kind of got what they deserved they were all d-bags so mm-hmm. as you said mm-hmm. shitty people getting what they deserve the second mm-hmm. honeymoon by ty west who made that right. yep made x and pearl so um so this is about this couple that I guess they're going out to like the Grand Canyon to do uh, some honeymooning and it gets a little weird. Um, they visit this prospector 
not like a real one, like a uh, like a an arcade machine thing that like tells your future. It was funny how they mentioned Big whenever they went up to it. Enjoy those kind of references. Um, they they say that, and I didn't really pay attention to this the first time I flipped back through it to kind of nail down what this was foreshadowing. It's like you're going to be re- reunited with a loved one, but it's not going to be quite what you expect or whatever. So that's got a hint about this uh, cat burglar we're about to find out about. Um, yeah, so what, what's, what's the deal with this lady banging on the door, Joey? So um, Homeboy is like real hard trying to get his wife to, to do the deed and he won't turn the camera off and she's like i will do it if you turn the camera off and he's like but that's so boring i'm like bro like just just turn the fucking camera off you'll get what you want but anyway he doesn't turn the camera off and all of a sudden there's like a ridiculously loud bang on the door and like dumb fucking white people they go and check out the door um and apparently it was this chick who wanted a ride but wanted a ride later i think not for the next day yeah, the next day. Yeah. So. And then yeah. they go to sleep, and you see a person like inside the of uh, the hotel room with like a the, gro- the, gro- the gross hotel room with the stains all over the the sheets and stuff as she was commenting on her little video. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't look like they spent a lot of money on the hotel, so. Yeah. Red bugs and all. Well, America. Um, but yeah, we got this cat burglar kind of this type. Um, they go in and they like flush his uh, toothbrush in the toilet and they steal some of his money. And she's like playing with um, his uh, wife's butt with uh, this knife or whatever. And so, yeah, some blade on blade on his neck and then closes it or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, I feel like I remember that. Yeah. Okay. What were you feeling? Uh, how are you vibing with this one, Ronan? Uh, I mean, character-wise, I guess it's better than the last one, but it kind of got like it, it kind of got boring. I would say it was creepy whenever the the girl who I originally thought was stalking them was holding the camera when you saw what 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 she was doing. I would say that's when it was creepiest, but. Uh, Ending-wise, where you see both of them, like, making, like, she kills the guy, and then you see her and the girl making out. It was, like, out of nowhere, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it, it was pretty abrupt. Yeah, it's, like, didn't do, didn't do much for me. A bit, a bit creepier, but also pretty boring, in my opinion. Also, I didn't catch on that um, that fortune thing that you said reunited with a loved one, but not the one that you think. I didn't catch on. Didn't catch on. Yeah, I missed that at the beginning too, because I was still. But trust me, I missed I was... a lot, especially coming up in this next one. <laughs> um, um, this next one. I think I think it's the next yeah. one. Um, so they, whenever he's yeah. like hanging off the the Grand Canyon, he's like, "Oh, there's just this lady off in the distance talking, and I can totally hear her." I wonder if that was the stalker too. Mother had to have been, I guess. It would make sense, yeah. It never brought it up again. Just there. Uh, Yeah, too abrupt of an ending, really, to make it a last episode. Yeah, good cat burglar scene, though. So. Yeah. Did you delete it? (laughs) Oh right, yeah, that was the final one. 
Uh, did you delete it? Okay. So. Now we go back to the... Uh, okay, we have some significance in the interlude. I think at this point the uh, the old guy that we think is dead is gone, but they keep putting in tapes, and it gets kind of spooky because they're in the, the basement, and they see like what appears to be some kind of uh, figure walking around, but uh, not much to that. Just, just there to creep yeah, my, up for a moment. My, my initial thought when you see the the person kind of, I was like, oh shit, it's the succubus, because um, I was like, uh, you know, that was just my initial thought, and I, I didn't really have a concrete way of like tying it together. But I was assuming that would have taken these... some really clever screenwriting, Joey, and you know, this film just doesn't have that. It nope. does. <laughs> but yeah, but Justin, you would never pick something without clever screenwriting. Sometimes it's a shot but, in the dark, brother. <laughs> but sometimes sometimes what you want out of a horror movie is gore and nudity. This one well, gives you plenty of it, just not very smart characters. Sometimes if that's what you want, go ahead. If you want smart characters, don't watch horror movies because they all dumb as fuck. <laughs> all right, then. The next little adventure. This is whenever the the four people are going out to the woods, right? And you get the blonde and the weird lady, and then oh, oh you mean they're all going to Camp Crystal Lake? Yeah, yeah. I bet. Oh, the the blur. Oh my god, the blur. <laughs> the blur. Did you read? Did you read about the blur? Oh the reverse flash? No, I didn't read about the the blur or whatever. I I, I thought what it was originally. Um, segment is called Tuesday the Seventeenth directed by uh, Glenn McQuaid. I thought about what basically it starts as uh, like a camping trip, like how you would see a Friday the 13th movie goes. And then as it goes on, it kind of devolves into, I guess, this digitized killer or this killer that you can only see through the camera or something like that. And I guess it was a cool idea because like, the glitching effect on the camera, I think, was uh, maybe effective. Otherwise, again, fairly standard stuff, really. I mean, yeah, it was it was interesting where you would see... She'd be like, hey, let's stop and look at the wall. And then you would see, like, the flashback to the person being killed. And you're like, what's yeah, going was... on here? And then, you know, she's like, hey, you're all going to die here. And it's like... Okay... Cool. We're just gonna stay here. This part, our friend, just told us we're all gonna die, but we're just gonna we're just gonna stay here. You know, nothing, nothing to see here. Yeah. What's up with the straight laced guy? And he's like, I'm gonna get the fear, man. The fear. <laughs> oh, the fear. And then and then the part where she's like, everybody else is dead, and you're gonna be dead, but let's let's skinny dip and fuck. And it's like, what? She's like. Just repeatedly, hey, let's fuck. And then it was like, oh, okay, then we've, um, we have went places. Yeah. Think, people. Think before you act. Well, oh, did are... you... Uh, go ahead, Justin. Did So did you gather the fact... Okay, so they she brought them out there as bait because she was trying to trap this glitch monster thing that she survived the first time? Did you piece all that together the first time? Yes, I, I did. Sure. I did. Oh, there you go. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, at this point, I, I was actually paying a little bit more attention to it than my phone, like I was during all the jump cuts at the beginning, because I thought I was going to die. So, yeah, when I was reading through that synopsis, I was like, she was trying to trap him. What? <laughs> but it's it's kind of there. It's just all visually, and it's all distorted and yeah. whatnot. 
Oh, I also wanted to mention that, uh, like, whenever this thing appears, it's, like, all glitchy. But the one time when you see it more clearly is when... Uh, it's, like, walking behind that guy? And all of the insides are out to... Like, that's the yeah. one shot you see clearly to make it more gory. Mm, then pulls intestines out at the end, which apparently wiki on wiki there's a term for that, which I do not know. And we will move on to the sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. Is, is, is directed by Joe is Swanberg. Not, is that not disembowelment? Is that what they called it? That might be right. Sometimes I, I get confused by these common words. Uh, next one. Yeah, sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger, directed by Joe Swanberg, who, looking at his filmography, doesn't really do that much horror. Like, he mostly does uh, dramedies, I think, with uh, uh, Jake Johnson and Anna Kendrick, uh, co-director on Greta Gerwig's directorial debut. But, yeah, that's too much horror, but I think this is the one that I liked the most, even if the ending is a bit ruined, I would say. So did you guys know this was about aliens? Uh, I picked that up at the end, but not during. No, I I, I didn't know what it was. Apparently, like, yeah, I was like all into this ghost story. And then all of a sudden I'm reading the wiki and it's like saying that these are Martians and they're implanting these alien spawns in these women that he's pulling out of. Like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess that makes more sense, but I did think it was ghosts for the majority of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, when I said earlier about uh, technology wizard, like impl- transfer glasses cam footage to VHS, how do you, it's like even more now because you translate uh, video, uh, like video call chat through a computer to a VHS. Yes, yeah, Skype, like, basically Skype to a VHS. Yeah, it's like sure, sure, I'll go with that movie, whatever you want to do. I think this might have been the most endearing one just because, like, she was an interesting uh, lady to hear from as, like, we were hearing all about her, like, terror of this situation and how, like, she needed him to, like, comfort her through it. So definitely some um, character dynamics to actually chew on here. Um, The thing that kind of got me was, you know, like... He, he he seemed like he didn't the the dude seemed like he didn't to me anyway that he didn't want to like do that he's like i'm gonna have to break bones and do this and do that and he's like this is the last time or whatever to the to the aliens but then you see him talking to a new person at the end and so i was just i i, I don't i wish there was more of like how he's involved or why he's involved and how that came to be um would be interesting but such it is, such is life. That's a pretty gnarly part where she's like scratching at her arm and she's like about to like dig into it with a huge knife or a <laughs> fork thing. Oh, yeah, with a barbecue fork. Yeah. Well, um, pretty intense. Yeah, I would I would say it's my favorite one, but I would but I think I noticed that the makeup on these aliens again, I thought I thought it was ghosts originally, but apparently not. The makeup on them did look pretty cheap. But, I mean, it is a pretty low-budget movie, to be fair. I mean, they did want you to think they were ghosts, because, I mean, she was like, the place is haunted, and he would always call. So, I mean, it was, at least she thought they were ghosts, so that made you, the, the, the person watching, think that they would be ghosts, because it's like, my house is haunted. And then it's like, no, it, it's it's not haunted. It's 
alien infested. You have a bunch of Rogers running around. Yeah, that part where he's digging into her back through like all the bone and stuff. Oh, it's really gnarly because you really don't think of people actually reaching into a human cavity that way. So it was very uh, backwards. And the girl still survived by the end. I thought like she would die after that, but apparently not. Some kind of schizophrenia they diagnosed her with. Oh, yep. yeah, because of, of course, because there's no way to prove otherwise. Mm-hmm. And then back to the prologue house, and I think at this point the guy like got his head torn off or something. It's it's pretty kind of uneventful in the yeah, most gruesome of ways. I would say the, the, the shot of seeing the face of the old, old guy, uh, the way it ends, that's the one creep uh, jump scare that got me out of this fairly unneeded framing device. Yeah, we really haven't talked about like moments that scared us. Like, I think like the yeah. uh, the succubus kind of crawling around was kind of freaky, but um, in, uh, for the most part, I think this was pretty tame in its scares. Yeah, like it's mostly just more reliant on blood and nudity to scare rather than actual scares. I, I, I think the, 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 the few times that I got legitimately spooked was, again, seeing the, the face of the old guy in the framing device at the end and the one that we just talked about, the um, sick thing that happened to Emily when she was young, when she was younger. That did get a few legit scares uh, out of me. And that's pretty much it, though. Otherwise, I was honestly pretty bored throughout most of this because I just didn't like anyone. Yeah, pretty then, much. Like I don't, I don't really get scared or spooked or anything too much in horror movies. Usually, unless they do like a really good job of hitting a jump scare or something out of nowhere. But um, so yeah, it was just yeah, and it's a bummer because um, like uh, this is getting more into general territory, but. Like, this is a horror anthology, so obviously, like, it'll be of mixed quality in terms of, like, what's good and what's bad, but there are some pretty good ones out there. Uh, there's a Creep Show, one and two. There's uh, there's an, um, there's one that you two don't know called Extraordinary Tales, which is basically, like, animated uh, anthology of a bunch of... Um, actors reading uh, stories and poems written by Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. It's pretty neat. It's uh, not very long either. It's uh, it's pretty creepy. It uses some different uh, styles too. But like, horror anthologies can work pretty well, but for this one that started a franchise, probably because it was like very cheap. Probably. Yeah, probably, but, probably actually made money with how cheap it was. Yeah, and like it's, I mean, again, this got like five sequels. Like most of them aren't streaming now, but still, uh, yeah. For a first entry, this was unfortunately pretty underwhelming. Did you want to tell us about ten thirty one ninety eight, Joey? That's our last segment right. here. So this is the last segment. So this just seems you starts off very normal. It's just a dude, a, a bunch of dude bros going to a Halloween party. Um, but, you know, this tells us that it's 10.31.98, so, you know, they can't pull out their phones and, uh, you know, Google Maps their way to where they're going. So they got paper maps and trying to find out where they're going. And they finally, you know, park, 
you know, can we park here? I don't know. Fuck it. We're parking here. Whatever. Get out. Start drinking beers while they're looking for the house. They get to what they think is the house. Knock on the door. There's no one else there. They're like, well, maybe we're early. Then they like walk around to the back and then just walk in and no one's there. And like they put the beer in the fridge. And like, I don't know about you guys, but if I was looking for a party and I walked in and there wasn't a fucking soul there, I'm, I'm leaving. Like, yeah, it's it's like, this one is my least favorite, which is again, a bummer because the, the crew who made this late radio song they made later, ready or not in the last uh, two scream movies, which I liked. Um, I liked, but yeah, this one was movies. (laughs) You, you were I, I liked two of those three movies you were just talking about, Ready or Not and Scream 5 and 6. I liked two of them. Um, not Scream 5. That sucked. But... Oh. So, so no, they go but, up... Yeah, this one was... Oh, sorry. So, we, so they go up in the attic, and uh, I guess there's an exorcism, some kind of, some kind yeah, of ritual. Yeah, they, they wander around for a long time and end up in the attic, and I guess they think it's a show. <laughs> Because they're just kind of watching, and then they're like chanting with them, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And the girl starts screaming, "Save me, save me!" And then all they try, they start fighting the guys, and then like tries to escape, and then they come back, and And people start flying around. It's like like, cabin in the woods all of a sudden. Yeah, people are getting sucked into the air. There's hands coming through the floor, shit. Everything is changing. It really reminded me of this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which obviously was a Halloween episode where they get trapped in this house by a demon of fright. Um, Basically turned a haunted house into that. But anywho, um, yeah, it just goes very sideways as they're trying to get out of the house and you like see the like the doors, you know, they don't shut. They like become walled off and. There's shit like, flying in the sky or in the rooms everywhere. So I don't arms know, it, reaching out it everywhere. Went, yeah, it, it went from being like really straight laced to like a hundred miles an hour in like a just a flip of a switch. It reminded me of like the intro to the Blumhouse title screen, where like there's this girl in a corner and stuff is flying around. It's just so random. With it's like this is crazy horror. Go. <laughs> I would say the the one thing I liked about this was. Uh, about this thing was this the, the effect of you see the window uh, shut that was a neat effect oh say. yeah 100 percent for sure yeah otherwise yeah this one really like bo- both as a segment of on itself and as a way to end it really didn't do it for me like everyone was was just like if you thought the characters in this were dumb before this one made it made it even dumber yeah, especially in 1998. I mean, like, cell phones obviously existed, but we didn't all have them in our pockets. So, like, it's 1998. I've rolled into someone's house. I can't call them and go, hey, I'm at the house. And they go, nah, you're at the wrong place. I, I'm I'm walking in, and I'm and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm outie. And these people are like, yeah, I mean, nah, we're just going to keep dr- drinking and walk through this house. And it's like, bruh, what it's, the it's fuck? Like, you arrive at this place. There's no one there. Why do you not suspect that there is something suspicious going on, or it's abandoned, or whatever? Why do you decide to stay? Yeah, they're like, someone said might have went to go get beer. It's like... Like, uh, like, like, utter idiots. 
thought it was I thought it was pretty chilling how it ends there with the 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 train slamming into the car as they get stuck on the tracks and you have the old school VHS title. I like that. Um I've always wanted to see yeah, this movie because of the the poster, the um like it shows the VHS like ends and it's in the like the shape of a skull or whatever. So I always thought that looked pretty rad. So definitely wanted to check this out. It's the fact that it's like it feels like a combination of YouTube videos that they're trying to make scary. Like there's some interesting premises in there, but for the most part, it, it, they're trying to be grittier than you know they really have any right to be. In my personal opinion, there neat premises. Um. I'd probably go like three on this one. That's what I gave it three. But honestly, sitting here and like talking about it, I might go with two and a half in that two and a half to three range. It might have been just because I watched a lot of bad horror and it was just better by comparison. (laughs) Two and a half uh, for me. I mean, again, it's a cool, cool idea for an anthology. But I just didn't like anyone. Some, some I was pretty bored through most of the some scares here and there, but that's pretty much it. Uh, before we finish this part, I looked at the wiki for this last segment, and apparently they made an alternate joke ending. Yeah, I, was, I saw that. Go ahead, you can tell them. Yeah, about it. where where the the doors are unlocked before the train smashes into the car and they just walk away uh, and sit and, and talk about how fun this night was and meanwhile meanwhile the train hits the car and, and it explodes behind them that would have been a big okay. fu ending yeah how would you ever top that night of partying <laughs> <laughs> oh my all right. Well, our second feature is the iconic Scream from 1996, an American slasher film directed by Wes Craven and written by Kevin Williamson. It stars David Arquette, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, and Drew Barrymore. It's set in an American town known as Woodsboro. Scream's plot follows high school students, um, student uh, Sydney Prescott and her friends who, on the anniversary of her mother's murder, become the targets of a costume serial killer known as Ghostface. Gosh, I suppose we could all really unpack uh, plenty of baggage we have with Scream. So, uh, raw, raw. Baggage? Baggage? Well, you know. Uh, the, fr- the franchise that turned... Uh... An, an iconic painting into a horror icon. Yeah, the scream. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Also, what's your favorite scary movie? <sighs> yes. I, <laughs> I had to. Sorry. No, you're. It's. Yeah. Um, it's on point. I, I'm gonna I'm take with this. I'm gonna take umbrage with this um, intro though, where it says that it stars Drew Barrymore and she's in the movie for like five minutes. It's like a cameo. She doesn't star in this movie, like at all. Well, yeah, it's 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 kind of going back to the the whole psycho thing where she gets killed off in the in the first part and then follows somebody else. Yeah, I know. But also, um, why the the one thing the the main thing I disliked about Scream Six, or Scream, if you will, was that they had um, Samara Weaving in it, and she's the Drew Barrymore role. And I'm like, why? Why are we killing like the actual scream queen here in the first five minutes? But I digress. So you said you had baggage. 
uh, to unpack about Scream there, Justin? I mean, nothing bad. I mean, it was just so like, I mean, I remember being in, I guess it was probably seventh grade when it came out. Um, watched it constantly um, on like you wanna, you wanna, home video. You want to try younger than seventh grade, brother? It came out. Uh, fit. Oh, I think I was in fifth grade. Probably fifth grade, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I was um, <laughs> Did you say you weren't even alive? I was born in 2000. I'm turning 23 next week. Oh, my bones are turning to dust. Oh, oh, I'm so old. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate so, that. Some You're fun, welcome. Some fun facts here. The party scene near the end runs for 42 minutes. It was shot over the course of 21 days from the time the sun set to the time it rose. After it wrapped, the crew had t-shirts made that read, I Survive, Scene 118, which was the name of the scene during shooting. The cast and crew jokingly called it the longest night of horror in history. Now you know. It is a long scene. It is a long scene. Also, this 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 makes a lot of sense. So Courtney Cox... Um, she approached production to pursue this role because um, she didn't want to be typecast as um, Monica from Friends, so she definitely wanted to play a bitch. Um, yeah, and I think she did a pretty good show. job. She was still on the sh- on Friends at the time, I believe. Yeah, because so. Friends Friends ran from like '94 to like 2002 or something like that. 2004, so, 90- so still early seasons i would say but yeah this is like complete uh opposite for her and i and i think like they they have more relevance as the franchise goes on but i think for this first movie they kind of thought did you and gil really have that much relevance to the plot like gail yes do we nice characters to have in there i mean i think at this point also we're talking about courtney cox like still being pretty like early in her friend's career if my memory serves like realistically outside of drew barrymore um you know who was who had grew up as a kid scar kid star et and such um nev campbell had been in like party of five like courtney cox i think might have actually been like the biggest name out outside of drew barrymore um except for you know some cameos like you know Wes craven has a cameo and um the The fawns has a cameo Fonz. I guess he's not a cameo. He's an actual character for a little while. But um, I mean, I think Gail play her her role is especially. You know, you see her interact with Sydney, and they you know they talk about how she did the book and and all this other stuff. And I think maybe it'd have been a little bit more relative, as in Justin's um review from a few years ago had said, if we had gotten some um, maybe some scenes like some flashback scenes to that. Um, and maybe seeing, you know, Nev's mom or um, with um, Cotton Leary and, and that kind of stuff. But I, I do feel that um, Gail's character played, I think, maybe a little bit more of a point than than Dewey. But I guess that also gave us inroads to being able to be like close to the police and that kind of stuff. You know, it, it's small town. The sheriff is her best friend's brother um, kind of thing. So. Um, uh, the one franchise where you would maybe survive because the killer asks you movie trivia does ask you movie trivia they definitely um, which 
1996, you know, like the internet existed, but you couldn't, you didn't have it in the palm of your hand. It wasn't high speed. Um, so, you know, like you couldn't, how, how many people in 96 knew, especially people who were young or remembered having seen through seven or eight Friday the 13th movies that Jason's mom was the killer in the original movie? You know, like that's like, like every character here is very movie knowledgeable. It just just makes you wish it was the same for real life. <laughs> Sometimes, for sure, for sure. Even if it's, uh, rewatching it years uh, because I watched this this one years ago. Same for most of the sequels besides five and the last one. I think I kind of noticed that some of it is like the meta commentary is still very clever, but some of it is. A lot of the refer- some of the references feel a bit too on the nose. Um, and I mean, even stuff uh, where they made references to like Clueless and and other stuff that I, I I'm sure when I watched it the last time I noticed, but I don't remember. Like I was just like, wow, they they referenced everything, literal everything. Like Fonz opens the closet in his um in his office at the at the school, and there's a leather jacket, and obviously. Wes Craven is the janitor and he's dressed up as Freddy. Um, and like I yeah. said, they, they do as if, and they call someone calls the other, whoever said it shares, so, you know, clueless. Like they just, which was not even that old at that point. That was still a pretty relatively new movie. Yeah. Um, I think like a year, a year or two before that. So, um, but yeah, no, they definitely are up there with making references to other things. Um, in, very 90s, uh, I would say. Like, the, the party stuff near the end just really told uh, how 90s this movie is uh, sometimes, for sure. Oh, yeah, this movie's 90s as fuck, and I love it. But, um, you know, being you know being a child of the 90s, you know, being born in the 80s and, you know, childhood in the 90s, like, no, I, I definitely watched it and was just like, oh, man, this is hella 90s. Um, I do think it's interesting. There's a part where... Um, Sydney, the part where she um getting chased by Ghostface for the first time and she calls nine one one on the internet and you know it's running faster than the internet would now and it's like bro, come on now like I know they're rich or whatever and well to do but like this is nineteen ninety six we're not typing nine one one into our into our dial up computer and getting an immediate response especially in a tiny ass town like that it's not like they were in a big city so but. I was going to say that um, uh, Sydney, I would say, is still one of uh, the smarter final girls. I would say. Oh yeah, one one hundred percent. She's and definitely like, the the moment um, uh, Ghostface appears, and then Billy comes right after he goes away. It's like immediately starts to suspect him, and it's like, good on you. It's like because if it if it was made in the eighties, they wouldn't piece it together. Oh yeah, for sure. And like one of the things I said in my review was that like they how in the hell did we not know that it was that it was two people and who that they who they were like how in the hell? But I mean, I guess also with the movie trivia that you know the killer does to Drew Barrymore and then Jamie Kennedy's character working at the movie store having the movie trivia, knowing the rules, it's like they want you to think it's him yeah. so bad. And then they want you to think it's Stu, because Stu's kind of unhinged. 
and you know they're like but all the evidence is pointing to to billy but we have all this evidence of saying that it's not billy um and then he dies fake death later oh yeah well you know like uh, it's a solid written mystery but you can see i would say some some of the cracks like watching it uh like the thing with this franchise is like with any murder mystery like it only really works on a first uh first time watch oh well yeah i mean but it still has i mean it's still so great with the meta like you know being being like a meta commentary and you know like hey these are the rules and then like making fun of them but then doing them at the same time um yeah I, I even uh, wrote some of the lines that Randy uh, said. If only every every slasher had a Randy, by the way. <laughs> right. Uh, and then he's, no, you know, he's sitting there in a the party, like, you're like, it's this party. We're going to watch horror movies. And then you know, he's talking about Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis as the scream queen and um, like all that kind of stuff. It was, it was really cool. Um, I, I like, I like there's a, a scene between Tatum, which is Rose McGowan's character, and Sydney. Um, so you know Rose's Rose McGowan's character is Sydney's best friend, and also the sister of David Arquette, the sheriff, or the deputy, I guess more apt. And um, she's like, "You're getting in your head. You're starting to think sound like you're in a Wes Craven flick." And it's like, "Ha ha ha ha!" Because it is a Wes Craven flick. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, yeah, some. Uh... Can I recite uh, some of my some of the Oops. lines I liked? It's only a bit. Uh, Go for it. Uh, th- there's a formula to this. A very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. It's true. It's true. True. And then, and then we when he recites uh, the rules later. <clears throat> there are certain rules one must abide by in order in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Sex equals death, and then everyone boos him. Yep. Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. Again, everyone boos. While they're all drinking. Yeah. And number three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say I'll be right back, because you won't be back. <laughs> and then Stu goes away and says I'll be back. Yeah, <sighs> and then Stu ends up dead. Jamie Kennedy, drinking, lives, so he breaks the rule. Nev Campbell... Like the only final girl in history to have sex and live, um. So I, I do like when she's like "fuck you" and uh, uh, Billy Loomis. I was about to call him sketch ass Johnny Depp. That's uh, one of my podcast friends. Her and her husband, um, on on their podcast, Run It Back Pod, when they did Scream, they they called him sketch ass Johnny Depp because he looked. We want Johnny Depp, but we have Johnny Depp at home, um. But he's like, we've already played that game, and it's like, okay, I like that was that was a good, that was like the good comeback. Um, so uh, I appreciated that a lot. Yeah, some of the kills maybe look a bit more tame by today, but some of them are still pretty, pretty, pretty gnarly. Um, our favorite one slash the most absurd one is killing Tatum in the door in the garage door. Um, where it's like she gets stuck in the door, but it's like she's already got her head and her very large chest through the door. It's like all the rest of her is small. Like she would fit through the door to the point of, they had to like staple her shirt to the door because Rose McGowan was so small that she kept falling out of the door. Wow. That's interesting to know. Uh, 
would you guys survive any of the kills in this? Like, you think any of them are survivable? I think if I open the freezer up into some guy's head, he's not going to get up anytime soon. Just saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> um, well, let's see. I wouldn't survive my throat getting slashed. I don't think I would have survived driving the van with no seatbelt and probably no airbag into a tree. I'm um, surprised you survived that, but you did, need, you did need to bring her back somehow. Um, and then, you know, Billy... Billy and Stan uh, just, you know, keep uh, stabbing themselves like idiots. Um, <laughs> wouldn't have survived being disemboweled and hung from a tree by my intestines. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if there's any that I would really would have survived other than maybe just being kind of stabbed, but they do go very overboard. Um, but again, also, even in this movie, people are dumb. Like, Drew Barrymore keeps answering the phone instead of, like, hanging up and calling the police, even yeah. though we're in the middle of nowhere. Or, like, she sees her parents coming up, and she she's already hurt and can't talk. She could literally throw the phone at the porch to get their attention. Nah. Um, that, that was my first note. It's like, don't talk to strangers on, on the phone. <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty awesome it, that, um, I guess, uh, caller ID increased threefold after this came out. Yeah, the whole ghost face talking. Um was huge huge back then i mean even for years all the way up until probably the third one um it was pretty fat like, uh, 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 you guys lived uh, through it what was it like if uh if i, may I mean ask. i was i mean i was you talking about like like what was it like having caller id or like talking about like after the movie yeah after the movie like the cultural uh zeitgeist i would say i'd say there's more I now mean, actually there was back then I mean, probably so. I mean, I, I was 11, and so I was probably watching. I didn't watch this in theater. I watched this on, like, direct TV video rental, you know, so, like, Amazon rental, but before Amazon. I'm sure we also, um, my parents probably 100% did not also record it on VHS as we watched it, but um, I don't really, I mean, I think we already had caller ID by that point, Um Cause that was just kind of a, a cool thing. Like my parents, I feel like got it. So me and my sister would like know to answer the phone if it was them when we were home from school. But, um, I don't, I don't really remember it having that big of an influence then. But again, I didn't have internet and we didn't have, you know, you know, whatever I knew was just whatever was around my friends or what I saw at school. So I was reading that I, they actually were thinking about having Ghostface being a white robe at first, but uh, uh, probably wisely didn't do that because uh, could have looked like KKK member. Wouldn't want that. Um, no, definitely not. Uh, it's interesting to also see the the movies that influenced. I would say like I know what you did last summer, uh, Urban Legend. If you guys are familiar with that one. I've yeah. never seen Urban Legend, but I mean, I know it came out like in that same that same time period. It's solid, like it's not great, but it's solid. Uh, Halloween H two O, I guess, to some extent. Did you notice how washed out the color is in like the opening scene? I was, it, it's kind of startling, like how it, how flat it like looks to with that, that that grainy look to it. Yeah, true. I I don't recall that, but I mean, I I was watching a, I mean, I'm sure y'all were watching in HD as well, but I mean, I was watching. 
like the newest Blu-ray that came in the 4K, just that my 4K TV is in the bedroom and not the living room. So okay. um, we were watching it on Max. Well, that and I don't have a, a 4K player now that I don't have a PS5 anymore. But um, so I. But yeah, I don't. I don't. I was gonna say that that whole f- opening scene really was um, really kind of took me by uh, surprise. It just the way like they shoot um, the killer a lot of times makes it feel a little bit more like you're there, like like she's being dragged away, that kind of stuff. Um, the music fits it really well in order to create this dread, as uh, like you know they're hearing their daughter you know dying over a phone. So um, yeah, pretty visceral stuff in that opening. I think it's a pretty effective way uh, to get the creeps going early. Oh yeah, no, that is a very that is a very like like you said visceral opening to the movie. It really sets the tone. Um, and you know, looking back on it, like looking at the house now, like we we're talking about it being '90s earlier, like it's so '90s, but even even in like 1996 who the fuck is making jiffy pop on the stove like i i we all we will child. all remember her doing that though <laughs> yes but i remember being a child and asking my parents why is they doing that and not putting it in the microwave like yeah. <laughs> um but i mean yes it gives you the fire and it's that I mean, I guess at this point going forward, if I ever, you know, I don't eat a lot of popcorn while watching movies, but if I'm ever going to watch and do like scream marathon, I'm eat popcorn. I guess I have to get Jiffy pop. Like it's only, only appropriate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess any other notes from me? Um, I think my favorite kills were the one for the camera guy because it was Pretty brutal, I would say. It's like the one kill where you saw the, the thing. Oh, that's where he, yeah. like, slides down the windshield? Well, that's I after he's dead. He slits his throat. Yeah. Right. yeah. And oh, then, right, because uh, of the delay the, or whatever. Yeah, yeah the 30-second the, delay. And then the way that they kill off uh, Stu with throwing the TV on that. <laughs> oh, it's so ridiculous, but yes. It, and and Sydney says in your dreams. And like I, I don't know. There was something kind of not that us, but I, there was I something kind of. There could have been a cheesy uh, TV one-liner or something like. After yeah. these messages, bitch. <laughs> well, I guess in these dreams also could could be making reference back to Freddy Krueger again. Yeah, there you go. Make a couple of make a couple of Freddy references. Um, I will say that. I think the dumbest thing in this entire movie is you have the father, you have him tied up, you have Sydney, and you guys are not hurt at all. And you start, one, you start telling her your plan, but then you start enacting it and making, hurting yourselves before you kill her. And it's like, bruh, y'all have been so smart and like coy and slick and ahead of everybody until right now and now you're gonna fuck up at the end at the end bro yeah i I would say the the reveal though is still still a very well done reveal i would say because like you always suspect it's like one person and like yeah it's the it's the the most obvious ones but like usually you would never really guess it's uh two and Oh yeah, no, that was like the fact that it was two killers like was was great. And then that it was 
because again they want you to think that it's billy but they also are like it's not billy and so then it's billy so you're like oh, okay but then it's, it's also Stu, and it's like bro and i, I thought it's it was like, and, and Stu is the one with maybe the least amount of actual character and like he's he just you gets know, to be he's Matthew talking about how they're gonna do all yeah. and he's talking about doing all of their like sequels and stuff but then he's like oh my god my mom and dad are gonna be so pissed and it's like is like they're all big and bad but they're still he's still just a kid kid at heart and you know you get the you know the tie-in that um because you know you had the scene in the school right after billy had gotten out of jail and he's like it's been like a year since your mom died and it, you know he tried to compare his mom leaving to her mom dying um, it's like you know, no to, to convince her, to, you know, to sleep with him, because you know he was a horny little bastard. Um, I gotta do my favorite but, Stu quote. We ask him questions, okay. and if they get him wrong, they die. Buga, 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 not not boom or booyah. Buga, but um, but they had a nice little tie-in where it, you know, it was his mom. I, I like that he blames. Sydney's mom for sleeping with his dad and not his dad for sleeping with Sydney's mom. It's so convoluted. Um, That's the worst part about this movie is this whole stupid blue herring with the father. Like, at what point are we even supposed to believe, like, the father had anything to do with it other than this, like, whole cl clone cell phone thing they throw at us? And then they, there's this whole hackneyed, like, oh, this is the one year anniversary of your whore mother getting killed by us. <laughs> I was like, where did that come from? I don't know. Those those are what uh, those are my nitpicks. I mean, for they sure talked. About, they, they, I mean, that had been brought up like throughout the movie that it was coming up on the one year anniversary, uh -huh. and yeah. then they they had mentioned that her mom, you know, had potentially slept with Cotton, um, and 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 then <laughs> in the uh, later in the yeah. sequels. Yeah, so they they had also talked about uh like even rose mcgowan was like oh, i heard stories that you know she was sleeping all over town yada 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 so they they had brought up the her being promiscuous and um all of that before but you know yeah the the, the trying to, to to put it back on the dad which i mean like again they had gotten a, the best of everybody so far so and they'd gotten it's real easy to frame somebody you watch a couple movies take a couple notes it's like okay bro <laughs> movies don't make serial killers they make serial killers more creative um one thing that really took me aback watching this the last time was i was really uh like whenever like ghostface is running after his victims or like beating the shit out of him and i was like oh, how can i take this seriously but it actually you know it makes it feel a little bit more intense because you got i mean you really do feel like that guy getting hit by the the, the fridge door um Definitely want to pipe in on the whole Rose McGowan thing. Um, man, her nips, they were at attention whenever she went in that garage as, as she started that was one to pile of every beer in the fridge in her, her grasp. That's one of the things we said is that she she had got up off the couch and was like, hey, you know, or he asked her to, you know, get her the beer and she's, what am I, the beer winch? And it gets up and she's normal. And then by the time she's walked through the house to the garage, they are at full attention. It's like, and, bro, what the fuck? And you notice her mini skirt, it has like this like swirl pattern, almost like it's like trying to draw you into looking at her ass. It's oh, pretty good attention to detail there, if you ask me. Also, uh, yes, I'm I'm with you that um hitting that dude probably in the face with that that old fridge that's you know probably more metal than anything. Also, she had all of those beer bottles that she could have like used as a weapon. 
And that must be the strongest one-door garage opener ever of all time. That thing was oh, yeah. cranker all the yeah. way up to the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, the general franchise as a whole, I, I guess I can call it my favorite horror franchise because like, it's still consistent. I like all of them. Even the third one, which is considered the weakest one. I like all of them. And I think one of one of my pet peeves with the horror franchises is how do you bring the killer back every single time? Because they always just come up with the stupidest of reasons. And with this one, because it's a different person each time... I mean, say what you will about the reveals. I would say maybe five and five and six were weaker than the first four but it, like it still keeps you guessing i would say it's like that's the one logical way to bring the the killer back every yeah time. the one I, the thing i admired most about it this time was while they're at the the whole like after party for 40 minutes like it doesn't ever feel like they're just kind of dragging things out it's always like very tense of like any moment ghostface could yeah. be like coming and they're still like putting a lot of dialogue out there and so forth but it's a lot of times like like you mentioned funny games earlier and funny games is kind of funny in <laughs> the fact that there's this whole section where you're like this person should be escaping the situation but they're just not they're getting nowhere and so um it's neat to see how craven was actually able to uh, you know connect us with this whole uh, you know murder party for so long yeah what's up with the comic cop cops thing on dewey's computer I don't think that's uh, buying him much street cred. What? Huh? There's, yeah, I didn't notice it either. What? There's like this little like comic strips. Uh, it kind of looks like this like Dudley Do-Right kind of like police officer. Just this goofball on the side of his computer. Just something I happened to freeze yeah. frame and catch. It, yeah, oh, I okay. think I did notice it, but for a quick second. Um, definitely some, uh, commentary on how, like, media swarms, like, disasters and stuff. Like, you go up on the school and, like, there's, like, a reporting, a reporter, like, talking to, like, every single person on the force. It's like, eh, I don't think it'd quite be like that. Um, yeah, they kind of mention the cotton weary stuff, but, yeah, that's mostly in the sequel where that, that comes more to life. So, um, I guess they were, no, but, Matthew Lillard say, there's gotta be a sequel. Yeah, and then they kill off that character, I think the first kill in the third one. That sounds right. It's been a yeah. long time since I've seen the third one. I've seen the first and second one a bunch, and I've seen four, four, five, and six all kind of recently. Well, six obviously this year. Um, but it's been a minute since I've seen the third one. Um, I don't really remember that one near as well. But That's I mean, like where they're like trying favorite. to like do the movie, right? They're like yeah. on set yeah. of the movie. They do stab in the, they do stab in the in, in two yeah that's the opening if i'm not mistaken is is two because then they spoof it in scary movie uh -huh. um but yeah scream two has sarah michelle geller and timothy oliphant so like aces um <laughs> aces how is ghostface everywhere i mean he's he's in the bathroom listening he's in the woods you know he's in the principal's office this guy really gets around i mean that's a lot benefit of... of having two people yeah or, or some teleportation if it, if it was one. 
I don't often have that moment where a character is like clearly not talking like a real person, but that whole part where the um the cheerleader is like doing this whole diatribe about how like Sydney's just doing it for the attention was definitely that kind of moment. Oh, in the bathroom, yeah, we're I can see that. Yeah, well, suicide's so much more in than therapy this year. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. See, like me, I'd have been like, I wouldn't have stayed in the saw. I'd have been like, say that shit to my face. Like, say it with your chest. To <laughs> my face. Gotta have a video what? store and a movie talking about movies. I'm not mm, sure. You gotta. Oh. I mean, how, how, did, oh, go ahead. I mean, that, I mean, that is very 90s to have a, a video store, like, in your movie. I mean, Clerks, hello. Did you see the clerk's tape on top of the TV? I did see the clerk's tape yeah. on top of the TV. I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> so. Booga. Uh, Booga. <laughs> oh, man. Gotta, man, we need to go back and re-record the opening and put Booga. <laughs> that one. All right, everyone, what's this quote? Booga. Booga. <laughs> Oh, oh shit. <laughs> so what time is it over there, Ronan? Uh, almost five in the morning. Nice. Oh, shit. You're even more. You're twice right. as delusional as we are. <laughs> Man, well, he's 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 young. He can handle being up at three yeah. hours of the day. <laughs> shit. I slept for a bit before you guys called, so it's fine. Well played. Well played. Smart man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think my last uh, note's about how bloody uh, Billy and Stu get, which you had a lot of fun with talking about them stabbing each other. I enjoyed that, Joey. And um, Oh, yeah. And, um, corn syrup and uh, food oh, yeah. coloring, just like corn in syrup. Psycho. Yeah. They and, say that they use the corn syrup as the blood for Carrie, direct line in the movie. Oh, right. Yeah. Pig's blood. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, the killer comes back one last time in the, the old trope. Not in my movie. <laughs> Shoots him right in the head. This is uh this movie's definitely better than I gave it credit for last time. Um it definitely handles the horror genre in some really interesting ways in terms of discussing it and just talking about what it is and, and playing with that. So I'd I'd raise it up to four and a half in my book. Solid five as always. Um also this this is the movie that got me into horror movies. Me like too. I'm not super super into them, at, like, but it's it's what got me into horror movies because before that it, it I didn't really care. I also remember like being in a video store one day and I was much younger. I was probably like seven or eight or something and seeing Jason Goes to Hell and my mom refusing to let me watch it. Um, so but I was like it says hell on it. I want to watch it. <laughs> and I watched that you know last year or two years ago, sometime after we did Jason the final chapter for the for the show yeah i think it was the next year i watched five through ten kill me and i was just like oh my god i'm so glad i didn't watch it It was so bad holy god it was so bad jason lives at least is entertaining jason uh jason freddy versus jason uh is Uh, good jason on a boat was also pretty good uh, I just watched that remake, one. The, Not really. Oh yeah, the weather remake's interesting. The re- yeah, the I remake is. I like the like first one a lot more than most people say they do. Yeah, I think I prefer four, six in the remake. 
they all kind of blend together after a while. Um, yeah. All right. Well, problem. I like, I watched five Saw movies in one day. Uh, and it's like, oh yeah, how, uh, I don't, there's the one with Chris Rock. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, they all just blended together. But, did you have a, uh, ver- um, a, a rating on Scream Run? Five stars? Um, Used to be four and a half. I, I, as the movie went on, I kind of thought of like going back to four because some lines, like I know it's very like satirical, but some lines felt a bit too on the nose or cheesy. I would say this t- this time. I mean, I didn't watch it in years. I, I think I joined one through four even before I joined Letterboxd. So it was really was years ago. But by the time it ended, I kept it out of four and a half. Very cool. All right. Well, thanks for uh, joining us on um, our main episode here for Halloween Movie Fest 2023. Glad yeah. to be here. And uh, yeah, part, part of me kind of wants this year to wants the new year in already, I think. Gotcha. Ready for 2024? Reasonable. So what are you picking for next time, Joey? Alrighty, so this is a movie I've got sitting on my shelf, and I am trying, for the most part, to go through things I have not watched on my shelf, um, especially seen as, and I think you touched about this on the last episode, you're going to change up how you're picking your movies. Mm-hmm. So I know probably most of your movies are going to end up being rewatches for me. So I picked this movie because it's on my shelf. I bought it for a dollar at the, uh, the pawn shop. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's a criterion. It's not lit. You're not going to make me talk. Oh, I think I can see through it. Is it Band of Outsiders? There it is. Goddard. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. You're not going to make you do what? Oh, I thought we were going to go into a La Ventura, and I was, I was dreading talking to you about on way. <laughs> oh, La Ventura. I I I did buy, buy secondhand, but I bought that at a um at a second in Charles, not an actual pawn shop. Yeah, Band of Brothers has some good stuff in it, so yeah, we'll enjoy that. Then that's um, a band apart. Uh, that's it in French, and that's what uh, Tarantino's production house is. Yep, yeah, and that's part of the reason that I picked it. Yep. So, go figure. And yeah, like I said, mentioned to you, I think off pod. Um, yeah, gonna start picking movies that have more of a deep connection with both of us. So, uh, Boondock Saints is a movie you introduced me to, which is pretty awesome, and uh, I'd like to watch that with you. Excellent. That will be the third time I've watched that this year. <laughs> I don't even have to watch that movie. Like, we could do a pod on it right now. <laughs> I don't even need to watch it. But hell yeah, let's go. All right. There's never too many things as uh, too many times to rewatch a movie. Oh, yeah. No, Boondock Saints is fantastic i mean it's not but it is fantastic all right if you'd like us to answer any questions on the on the podcast just send us an email ronan did the average joe's movie club cast at gmail.com so joey why do we do this show because we love talking about movies and meeting new movie fans see you later ronan go good go back to sleep (laughs) you you go you go to sleep in a few hours guys Yes, definitely. Cool. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining. Bye.
Just might be my mate. 